Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bends it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? Owies, Fisher, Silvani. Jack Silvani puts Carlton in front. And the Blue Baggers rise again. Which way will it go? O'Meara, they're going to get the shot. No, they won't. Jacob Wiedering has repelled and repelled all day. And this young general gets up, wounded, stumbling, happy to make the most of it, and suck up every precious second possible. Countdown to a mighty Carlton roar at the MCG. The Blues are back, baby. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. It is your host Jed Zetzer here and as always with my co-host Harrison Harmons, Bolt, straight into it after a match like that. I know, burn the tape and we'll speak <laughs> about it. It was, oh boy, I've got a headache. It's probably the only one point win for Carlton that I never want to watch again. No, I know. Like I don't reckon. It was I'll, tough stuff. I'll put it to you this way. I'll watch the replay to just educate myself a little bit because you need you always need to watch it on TV afterwards but I'll never watch it again after I watch it once it was yeah it was ghastly stuff and you could almost feel the tide turning with about 10 minutes to go in the second quarter when they hit the front oh yeah sorry yeah like, you on. could feel it then yeah, that yeah. you thought oh, I, th- I know we were five goals up at half time but I thought we actually needed another before half time just to kind of stem the flow a little who did I see yeah Richie yeah, I saw Richie after the game he told me that yeah, yeah. I, I really thought we needed... I was a bit disappointed going into halftime because I thought we were on the back foot a little. And, yeah, look, we, look it was a big get out of jail. But, you know, those... It's, it's you know, when we play like that and you still find a way to win, it's very important. And we've spoken about it on this podcast, banking wins before your team gets potentially wiped with injuries or COVID. Just yep. got to get wins on the board. And all of a sudden, there's nine wins to go. Yeah, no, I, I mean... So what did you, I want to ask you? Was there ever a point in that match where you thought you you genuinely believed we were not going to win? Oh yeah, when Hawthorne hit the front. Yeah, when they hit the front, I, I was sitting with one of my other mates. I looked at him and I said, "Nah." I said to him, "Nah, we are done here." I like, thought it was could... one of those games. There's so much momentum once yeah. they're once well, they're up. That's it. I knew we were better. I know we're better than Hawthorne. Yeah, but. The momentum was so. It was like that momentum with us in yeah, round one. Exactly. It's like you know, in that round one game. At the time, I'm thinking, well, Richmond are better, but with this momentum, we're going to win. No, and I, I thought today, disagree. you know, we're we're better, but with this momentum, we're going to lose. And Hawthorne, I tell you what, credit to them, they were at, we got out coached, as you just said we off did. off. Because you could tell the mic, you could tell after quarter time they actually started playing a bit man on man, so they kind of went back to basics, well, and, and, and that's what, and they got Port Adelaide on the rebound a lot last week, and that's what they tried to do, just open it up because they don't care. They'll concede the midfield battle. Yeah. They know with such a young but team, they they're not even, going to win the midfield. And they battle. don't mind even conceding possession. Yeah, because they know they're going to get their chance at some point. Well, when their half the backs are very like 
Jath today played at an elite level. He was their best player. Jath was fantastic. I th- I think he could easily get three Brownlow votes. And you know, oh, like Doherty will get it. Oh, you on you the know, same page with Doc? Well, I I don't necessarily think this guy was. I, I think Cripps could get the Brownlow votes. I don't think he was our best player at all. But I think from a Brownlow perspective, you just yeah. know how the yeah, umpires yeah, work. Yeah. You just know how this stuff works. I think Cripps. He's now outright favourite for the Brownlow Paddy Cripps <laughs> at five dollars. Crazy. I won't um, give you the premiership odds. But, um, Sicily as well was very good for Hawthorne. He was good. Very good. Um, but this is a Carlton podcast. And their other flanker, Will Day. Yeah, Will Day was... And he never got caught. So this is what... I don't know if you remember, Bold. I said to you midweek, something which I wanted to say on the podcast last week, but I forgot about. In the first two rounds, I don't know... I, we wouldn't have been caught holding the ball more than like three times in the two games combined. Very similar today. I don't think we... I can't really remember a moment where we no. got hold, caught holding the ball. Are, there was one with Boyd. We are pretty good in terms of discipline, I feel, around the ground. I, I th- just think I th- when we get the ball, we're so quick with it. We just handball it. But it's we're not as clumsy in the air. No. Uh, we are... I, I, and it's really good. Wait, we are pretty meticulous with that stuff. Yeah. There were a couple of times where I thought we were lucky not to give away free kicks late in the last quarter in their 50. And there were a couple of times we were probably lucky not to concede a 50 when we're infringing in the five-meter zone. But we are pretty good at it. It makes such a difference. Yeah. It really does. When you take care in every action, whether it's a tackle, whether it's picking the ball up, it's massive. I agree. I thought, yeah, no, look, I agree with you. I think we we do this thing to in order not to get caught holding the ball. We, all, we almost run in pairs or run in threes where... Whenever we get, whenever they feel contact, they just dish it off to the closest player, and they, they, it works. You know, they move the ball very quickly, and it, it, it happens that it, sometimes it's, and I've said it re- countless times, it's sometimes too quick for our own good. Yeah, but sometimes they, they do, chaos. They do, yeah, they do move the ball very quickly. In the first quarter, like, it was brilliant. Well, it's now three it, weeks in a row where we've had a seven-goal quarter. So, do you know how many quarters we've won this year out of the twelve we've played? Wouldn't be surprised if it's three. It's five. <laughs> Yeah, we've won five out of twelve quarters, mm. and we haven't lost a game. And it comes down to the last quarter against Richmond, the second quarter against the Western Bulldogs, and the first quarter against Hawthorne. Hundred percent, hundred percent, couldn't agree more. Um, and the only other quarters we would have won: Richmond quarter two and Bulldogs quarter one. Yeah. So it's and and that's why it's good me, that we're winning. And that why that's why for me it's still such a one week at a time proposition of Carlson because we could have easily lost all three games. Oh yeah, and we haven't, which is incredible. Three and oh, you know, we didn't have Sard. The back line was a bit depleted. Or it was depleted. I was going to say no Sard McGovern. I think it really showed Sard, missing Sard was massive. I thought for sure. And you know, you know, I'm not going to. We've just won. I'm not going to disrespect Jordan Boyd. But what I'll say is, when you take Sard out, who's probably one of our well, not probably, he's one of our biggest weapons. And you replace him with that, it doesn't, you know, it, do, oh, it doesn't look great. There's a gulf in, you know, there's a big difference in talent, and that's, yeah, and that's because Sard's a really good player, and this guy was playing his first game. And, Correct. Yeah. And not, no one at the club would deny that, but it's you know next man up. And I'm glad they actually did play him. They stuck to playing a back pocket in the back pocket. Yep. So I, I don't have, I've got no issues with him being named. But yeah, it's good to get a win. And and McGovern. Th- you, you, I actually thought Lewis Young was very good. Yeah, so I, I thought he was an upgrade on McDonald today. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought more he just... Ha- he sort of had to play like Jones was playing last year, yeah. where he was playing on the second tall, but also having to intercept. For sure. I, I thought he was quite good. Yeah, no, I, I think for next week... When I say good, I, you know, I, 
I don't think there's any reason why McDonald necessarily pushes him straight out. Well, I think McDonald probably pushes Plowman out. So I thought Plowman held up okay. As in, I just think I'd rather play McDonald and Young, and Young than Young and Plowman. It's a tough one. Because I, I didn't think Plowman did anything necessarily wrong. I no, I, I, I don't think he did either. I just think... I actually thought he played a fine game. Yeah, fair but like, It is tough. Are we too big with all three of them in? McDonald, Young and Wiedering? I don't know. Like, Young's pretty athletic. He covered the ground pretty well. Yeah, I, thought I was Young actually was quite very impressed good. with him. Yeah, I thought he was very good. Um, all right, well, let's let's dissect the players. Um, just a couple big moments, actually, before we do. A couple big moments in this, mac- in this match. Matthew Kennedy's first quarter was unbelievable. His first half. Yeah. His first half was unbelievable. He took some big overhead marks. Yeah, yeah, not even contested. Just some kicks that sort of went over his head, but he still got up there and took him. Um, the Twin Towers, H and Charlie, in the first half, were dominating in the air. Just dominating. Yeah. Um, the midfield ran riot. Second quarter, there was a moment when Oe's just inside 50 on the side, my side that I'm sitting, yeah. weaved through a couple Hawthorne players, tucked against the boundary line and hit Charlie Kerno. Do you remember that? In the second quarter. Yeah, in the second quarter, and Kerno kicked that goal from right in front. But it was Owies who sort of... The, the ball should have been out of... It should have gone out of bounds. Owies kept it in and hit hit Charlie. Don't oh, know if you yeah, wasn't that. that Owies on my side? It was on my pocket. Sorry, it was on your side. It was on your side, but my end yeah, of the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that was brilliant. I actually thought... The pressure forwards were fantastic. So I saw, okay, obviously, when you're at the G, some of the stats pop up on the screen during the match. At one point, Carlton had had double the amount of inside 50 tackles to Hawthorne. Uh-huh. And our for, our our forward half players, like Owies and Durden, they may not get a lot of touches, but they put on so much pressure. I actually think they're both playing very well. Um, Owies today, he had three tackles inside 50 um, Durden's last Durden was awesome he, you see like he has 11 I thought they were both great yeah, I really did you look at the stats and you go oh yeah, no, he only had 11 touches I thought he was fantastic Yeah, like, well, I, thought, you, I thought Durden was fantastic you do the same thing I thought you know arguably our best player had 14 disposals and that was Jack Silvani he was yeah, oh, sensational oh my goodness um, well yeah Durden and Soss in the last quarter almost won like they were just hasn't he stepped it up a notch you know I, I think I've got Silvani currently third or fourth in the best and fairest right now He's wow. just been brilliant. Wow. He really has been. Um, and he bobbed up for three well, goals today in uh, a forward line with McCoy and Kerno. Oh, you know, he was... Silvani was massive. Silvani is having a fantastic year. We're going to... We'll do our best and fairest leaderboard on socials this week. So keep your eyes on our socials. Um, but yeah, no, Silvani was fantastic. Let's let's dissect the team now. Um, we'll go from the back line. So we sort of spoke about Young had a good game. Weedering was... Weedering was terrific. That mark, oh. going back with the flight, 40 seconds on the clock. If he doesn't mark that... Who knows what happens. Probably lose the game. Look, at least possibly draw it. So, did you notice at the start of the game, I was a bit surprised with the matchup. So Me too. It was they... Weedering to Gunston. Yeah, and they put Newman on Bruce, which I was very surprised and with. Then, and then it was... Um... Plowman to Wingard. And then Young to Lewis. Yeah. So I was a bit surprised with the matchups to start with. Same. I just think they, you know, I think they thought that Gunston might be too quick maybe for Lewis Young. Yep. Um, Weathering was sensational. You know, Lewis, in Lewis Young, you know, absolutely tore Port Adelaide to shreds last week. Yeah, he did. And barely, <laughs> you know, and barely saw it this week. So I thought Weathering was terrific. Um, 
And you know, Gun and Gunston had these half chances as well. They all kind of did Wingard. You know, they all had these half chances. But we're pretty good at, you know, what's the word? Swarming to a play with the ball. We kind of we swarm a bit. It's pretty good. Um, I Do you think know what I'm trying to say? It's, I, it's a bit of like a. But it can be to our detriment at some time. For sure. Like, I, I noticed today in the I think second half... I think their last-ditch defending's good. When they're defending for their lives, I yes, think they're pretty yes, good at that. Yes, very good. Well, Zach Williams is very good at it. Um, I think today in that second half, there were a lot of moments where we sort of had too many players commit to the play with the ball. So if Hawthorne had the ball, you'd have three Carlton players go at him, and then if he disposes of it, Hawthorne are, Hawthorne are you know, off to the races. Yeah. And that's hurt us a little bit. Um yeah, so let's dissect the back line. Weedering, brilliant. Young was good. Um, I thought Newman was sound. Yeah, I think like, Newman's I put don't together a pretty good couple of weeks. Bruce didn't really have an impact on the game. I mean, late he was good, but I don't think Bruce did much. Just looking at the stats. Um, yeah, he kicked two. Um, I thought, yep, yeah, you know what? Wingard was terrible, and that was probably due to Plowman just shutting him down. No, I thought Plowman was good. Um Obviously, we spoke and about... we've always said, when, when, when does Plowman play his best football? Yeah, against the Smalls. Um, and Boyd, I think, you know, first game, spoke about It's him. a learning curve. I don't think he's going to play next week. No. Well, and, Sard's fit. He's not playing. Well, so Sard's an interesting one. So, he went into the health and safety on Saturday. So, now we have a six-day break. So, we're only playing on Saturday on the Gold Coast. No, we're playing on Sunday. True. Yeah, no, we're playing on Sunday. True. So I don't know why to, I thought we were playing on Saturday. He'll have to... Well, it'd be nice if we were. He'd have to fly up. Oh, no, he'll be fine. <laughs> Scrap that. I don't know why I thought we had a six-day break. Because um, I, I was going to... Well, then there's Liam Stocker. So Stocker could also come in. Thoughts on Zach Williams? He was a bit... You know what? I, I think... It's what I think. Not good with the ball. He loses concentration a bit when the ball's in the... He, he, I think he takes his eye off the ball sometimes a little. He, he... I, I think if you were to rewatch last quarter's game against the Bulldogs and last quarter today, I actually think Williams was one of our only players who had legs in the final quarter. Yeah. And last year we spoke about how unfit we thought he was. Obviously, he's a fit guy, but you know, as an AFL footballer. Uh, and I just think these last two weeks, he's actually stepped up in the last quarter and both weeks. He find space he sort of fills the hole a little bit I don't know I, I, I and you know not a great ball well, user but has, I, I think he's been really good he's almost had to change his game three weeks in a row yeah and you know the lockdown to him the lockdown the rebound in round two and then he had to play without Saad so you know he's taking on different responsibilities every week I didn't think he was outstanding today by any means because he did butcher the ball a lot yeah but he does get in the way of, you know he does get into good spots Defensive wise, def- but yeah. Yep. Um, let's go on to the midfield. I think oh, Doherty. I mean, so Doherty. So he won the David Parkin Medal for best on ground. So I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself. And tell me if I'm to shut me up. Shut me up if I'm being biased. But after three games of football, after three rounds, he's my All Australian halfback flank. Yeah, I can't disagree. He's been sublime. I can't disagree. Makes such a difference, doesn't it? Because even though he's been playing the last couple of years, he wasn't great defensively. The last He was making a lot of turnovers in the back half. And that's why we moved him up to the wing, to kind of avoid that happening. But he's just been brilliant. The last two weeks, when we've been on the back foot, 
he has been the one that has taken massive marks in the middle of the ground. today. He takes big marks in the middle of the ground. And he doesn't waste disposals. I was gonna. I was about to say I, he hasn't had a turnover this year. Like uh, seriously, uh, forget the story. You know, forget his story now because that's it, it's almost too much if you think about the story. But if you look at his football in isolation in 2022, that's that's your all Australian halfback flank after three weeks for me. And tell me if I'm being biased, but no, it's definitely not an audacious call. Midfield. Um, I actually thought our midfield was pretty average today, to be totally honest. It was the first time we've seen Cripps, Kennedy, Chera, Walsh, and Hewitt all together. Um, so did you notice how they were setting up at center stoppages? So they'd have the three... Usually, it'd be three of them in there. Yeah. One on the bench, and the other one... So footy's changed a little. So your wingmen, they're not really running into center bounces anymore. Your wingmen kind of lurk on the... Actually stay put on the wings. Yeah, yeah. But we would have Walsh starting at centre half forward. Yes, they did Hewitt. that. With, I saw it with Kennedy a few times, yeah, and that was that's where the other spare midfielder was running straight in. So that's what that's how they were. Setting I don't know up. if it worked. It's very interesting. I actually, I, I don't think it worked. Why? Because I had I had Matt Kennedy as my captain in fantasy, so I was watching him more than others. And whenever he 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 did it a few times where he'd start there, he never got the ball. He. Yes, you have the extra man, but that player who ran straight in, I don't think they would have got the ball that much. It's not, it's... I think it worked a bit with Walsh coming out. Well, Walsh is the best, almost the best player in the comp, so it's a bit different. But I think, like Hewitt at I one found point... I very... Because Walsh started the game at centre-half forward. I thought, no, I know. Well, this will be interesting. And I ran know. straight in. So they're trying to get that extra number in there. I don't know if it... I don't know. I mean, it I'm is... not saying I disliked it. I wouldn't have an issue seeing it again. Because I'd want to see it over another game. Because it could be really interesting. Well, they're exper- They're trying to work out how they can utilize all five at once. Yep. And Without wasting them. I thought... And let's speak about the midfield. So, first half, I thought Matt Kennedy was our best player at halftime. He was... He was actually ridiculous in the first half. Like, he didn't put a foot wrong. And I noticed in the second half, Hawthorne actually changed their matchup. So, did you notice Cripps was on O'Meara in the first half... And then they moved O'Meara to Kennedy in I'm the second half. I'm not gonna lie. When I when I saw that um, this Dan Howard being activated as their sub, I I only noticed it late. I genuinely thought O'Meara was the one that was subbed off. Barely saw him. I think he was almost tagging because he was on Crips in the first half and then got moved on to Kennedy, and he actually negated Kennedy pretty well. Like Kennedy didn't have a big second half at all. Do they don't get enough shit for the O'Meara recruit? Well, he's, yeah, he's Couple terrible. Couple first round pick. Like, he's not terrible, but he's just like... Well, he's terrible. standard. He's terrible for what they gave up for him. Like, he should be under way more heat than what, like, doing shield cops or... Yeah, oh, is it like... Uh, O'Meara just doesn't do much. He doesn't... He just doesn't do much. Um, he's going to reflect on his career. It's been a pretty, you know, disappointing career for him. 100%. He should have been so much better than what he is. Um, so yeah, you know who so, I thought was good for them as well? I thought Jai Newcomb was good. 44? Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know, the, the midfield... And, you know, I thought... The thing I love about our midfield at the moment is they're so strong in the contest in terms of standing up in tackles and still being able to dish the ball yeah. out. They're really hard to tackle. And our Cripps is obviously exhibit A of that. He's so hard to bring down. They just still get their hands free. And same as Hewitt and same as Kennedy. But... 
They just made some... Even Cripps made a ridiculous error with three minutes to go on the oh, half-forward flag. Oh, he took the mark and then played Just off. had to steady him up because, you know, I think we're seven points up at that stage. Yeah. And, you know, you, we could have found the targets. And, you know, if we have a set shot, waste 30 seconds on the clock. If you go eight points up, 13 points up, we should be right from there. Thoughts on Chera? Yeah, a bit. Didn't think much of it. I, no, I, I, just, I, you know, just being... Honest, I didn't think much of his game. I love that he kicks on both sides of his feet pretty yes, confidently. Yes, yes, that's a mass. Look, he's going to be an absolute freak. He's, oh, yeah. he's, he's going to be like he's the type of player who could win a Brownlow. Like, you, there's some players who could have very good, like like Matt Kennedy could end up having an insane career, but he won't win a Brownlow. He's not that type of player. Cher is that type of player. Could win a Brownlow. Just think could today. Shoot out of nowhere. To yeah. The top. He's very look. He's very good. He turns it over a little bit. No, I, I, I didn't think he was like a liability or anything. No, 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 not, no, not at all. So the wingers. So yes. they've been the controversy during the week with team selection. Yes. And I was pretty confident all week they'd keep to it. Yeah. And not play Martin, which, hey, <laughs> Martin was the sub. Um, and you know what? And I, and I like the fact they're sticking to the positions as such. I thought O'Brien was definitely the better winger on the day. Yeah, I thought when the when the heat was turned up, I thought Setterfield got very fumbly. I don't think he could take it in that you know after halftime Setterfield, and I think O'Brien like his distribution by foot is just brilliant. There is, yeah, I, and I'm, I'm really, going to say it now. There's no, he'll play 22 games this year. You reckon? You reckon? Yeah, I really do. Crazy. He's prone to a couple of. And I said it last week, he's prone to a couple of positioning errors and, you know, body on the ball, attacking, you know, loose balls. But when he's actually got the pill, he's brilliant with it. Good ball user. And that's what we drafted him for, really. He was uh, rated as an extremely good ball user. I think if he can string together 10 or 11 games to start, he's just going to get better. And I don't think he's going to... I like to hear that. And I don't think... Look, I don't think he's going to be Hugh McCluggage. I don't think he's going to be Andrew Gaff. But he's a bloke. You really want him to have the ball in hand. Because there's not many better kicks at Carlton over 40 metres than Lockie O'Brien. Uh, look, I I couldn't be happier to hear this because we need him to we need him to step up. And you know what? Credit to him. He hasn't. I'll tell you this much. He certainly hasn't looked out of place, and he has before in his career. And this year he hasn't. Um, I think Setterfield had a ripping second quarter. Second quarter was very very good, but after half time he dropped off significantly. Um, I think it was Morrison who they sort of this was, I'll say this right now Sam Mitchell like he could be mm. he he could be the best coach in the AFL very soon yeah like he is he like he was, he was, I don't want to swear but he well. is he is a he's, he's a good coach yeah. like he is a seriously good coach and he makes these positional changes during the match he improvises like Harry Morrison wasn't getting a lot of pill in the first half on the O'Brien side. They switched him. Thought Morrison became more damaging and on yet, that set of field and side. And Hawthorne ultimately forced Carlson to play an hour of football in pure survival mode. Yeah. And, like it was self-preservation for Carlson. So, the only way we would somewhat get back into the contest was just by literally slowing the ball down and just holding onto it. Like we couldn't get any rhythm going. After half time, so we kicked three goals in the whole second, third, and first sixteen and a half minutes of the fourth. Yeah, three goals in that whole period. There was one which H took a mark, which oh, bizarre, absolutely one of the worst. That's the worst umpiring call of the year that I've well, seen. So that was, uh, so I sit on the 
I sit in the Shane Warne stand um, in just, the AFL members. But I was sitting, you know, about 75 out from goal towards that city end. So that was literally like, I had a view, like the perfect view of it. And yeah. I, I, there was, was just, there was no it, question. It was, yeah. I don't know what the umpire thought happened there. Um, just quickly, it was a little bit, it was pretty cool, I thought, to see the Warne. Well, like, I didn't see the label because I was sitting in it, but. It's an awesome, like, it's plaque. big in bold, yeah. Shane Warne stand. Half time, there were a lot of people around his statue. It was pretty emotional. That is cool. Yeah, no, it's it was it was weird. Like first time at the G since it's happened, obviously, and the stat and the the um the statue was there and everyone was around it. Um, but yeah, look, um, that was a crazy umpiring decision. What did you think of the umpires? I thought they were fine, to be honest. I thought obviously every game. I actually thought we had the rub of the green a bit. See, every game, every game, there's going to be a decision or two, and you know, in this game, it was the one with H, but. I thought the umpires were okay. I'll tell you what. I thought we in, got away with a lot. I obviously in the sit quarter. in the members, so it's going to be a bit more biased. Yeah. But in that last quarter, everyone was just saying how bad the umpires were. I thought we got away with a lot. Yeah, it's interesting. Honest, yeah. It's interesting how... Well, I know, sit in the neutrals in the AFL members. Yeah. And um, yeah. It, 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 they did put the whistles away a little. It got very clumsy in, you know, you know there were a lot of times where the ball was scrambling and bouncing around in Hawthorne's forward 50 where I thought oh just don't do anything silly before we move on to the forward line Pittanet I thought another game see I wrote this down in the second quarter since you've said after that Richmond game I think it was you've said you made that comment about he follows up his tap outs yeah I reckon he got three clearances today purely because he would tap it out it would fall to ground he'd follow it up and kick it off like it is a serious attribute he had six clearances that is a serious attribute of his, that yeah. he has the ability to actually bend over and pick up the ball. Because a lot of Ruckman or don't. Or just hacks it out of there. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, Whatever I, I, he's I, doing. I, I know. I don't know. I, you know. What about go- Tommy? Like, where's Tommy at? He's not doing much. He's not doing much, but it's sort of... It's... I don't know. It's... it's I don't know. I feel like he's going to come. He's eventually going to come. And when he does, it's going to be... It's going to be good. Like, I, I I don't know. I just I was watching him today. And I just I, think he should be so much more of a weapon forward of the ball. He should be, but it's very hard when you've got H and Charlie. It's so like, hard. Like they steal all the marks from I him. I know. I know. I just. I actually think you know what? I actually think having Deconing on the ground, even if he does nothing, he's he drawing a big defender. He didn't take a mark today. Yeah, as in, uh, Took hang on, five uh, tackles. Brilliant. Just quickly, and I'll say it again. Stats-wise, you know, there wouldn't be a stat that reflects it other than tackles. But I thought De Koning was exceptional in the last quarter when the game was in the balance. His tackling... Yeah. Well, he was 4-2 ta- when Pinnanet went off. His tackling was phenomenal. Like, yeah. there were moments where Hawthorne would... Like, he'd actually... He'd nail the play with the ball. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree. I just think this, I th- I just think well, this should be more output. Well, this is the thing. He's clearly better in the ruck. He clearly plays his best footy in the ruck. Yeah. But... Pittanet's been really good, and and you can't really play Pittanet up forward like you well, can with Takani. So if Pittanet, so Pittanet got subbed off. I'm not sure what his issue is. We'll find out. I think if that injury happened in the first quarter, he probably wouldn't have got subbed off. It was more there was three minutes to go and just get the fresh legs on. That makes sense. But let's say hypothetically Pittanet isn't available for next Sunday <laughs> on the Gold Coast. Um, are they going to bring in Murkov? play this Ruckman or no I don't think so I don't think so back I, to Deconning Silvani yeah I think they'll probably rather bring in uh, Tom uh, Oscar McDonald and then Lewis Young might pinch it if he's required to but probably so Oscar McDonald to go forward 
no, no, to play in the back line, but Lewis Young... Uh, let's say Oscar's not ready. Because Conning's been that ruck forward rotation. You go with DeConning alone and you just possibly... Brody Kemp's been playing forward in the preseason. Well, possibly you could bring Kemp in then. It'd be very interesting. Um, all right, let's analyse the forwards. Um, we spoke about Jack probably... Well, not pro- I think he was top three on the day, Silvani. Um, oh, he was exceptional. H and Charlie, we are finally seeing, and I know it only really for a half, but we are finally seeing the two of them together at full flight. Charlie Kerno is unbelievable. He takes some beautiful And marks. I was very, very anxious and nervous after round one because we still, after round one, we still didn't know if he Where was he ever, was yeah, yeah, we didn't know if he was ever going to be as good as we thought. He is... He's crazy good. Eight goals we've, in Fortnite. We've got two of the best 10 full forwards in the comp. I reckon they're both top 10. Yeah, well, you can make a great argument. It's probably either, you know, Kurnow, Mackay, Hawkins, Cameron, probably the best one-two punches in the league. You're two of the best four. Yeah. Like, and another thing today... Did you see... This is another thing I wrote down. H, when he ran 40 metres after oh, Jack and nearly got him. He didn't oh, get no, him. It, but he laid one. He got one oh, he of got them. Another, yeah, yeah, he got yeah. one. See, I for did, me... Yeah. And we've spoken about this a little bit on the show. You've been hot on it. Last year, obviously, H won the Coleman, but you didn't You didn't look at him like, yeah, we've. You know, he's the best in the league. Yeah, I think he'll win it again, though. He has taken his game. He's playing better this year than he was last because he's now what is included into his game... The one percenters. Because I think he can get away with doing well, hang a on, bit that, more. That mark on the wing with three minutes to go yeah. wins us the game. Yeah, it was like, Obviously, Weederings does, 40 seconds to go. But that mark, I, I, that mark, I just thought, nah, this is this is outrageous how good he is. No, nah, we like Herschel. <laughs> Herschel. Herschel Mackay. <laughs> nah, he is... I, 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 think, I think he's a pretty good shout for the Coleman again. I think he is... The very best forward in the game. He's very good. I, I have him over Hawkins. Got, I have I've him over Cameron. I, why is it that every time he takes a set shot... St. Kilda have just hit the front. Oh, boy. Um, Five sorry, goals yeah. down. Um, why is it that every time he takes a set shot, everyone seems so surprised when he's going to snap it around his body? Oh, he's surprised. been doing it for three years. And he's amazing at it. He doesn't yeah, miss. I, I know. <laughs> I don't know miss. why it's such a shock still. Um, no, he's brilliant at it. Um... Spoke about Silvani, Charlie, Harry, the small set shot goal kicking has been brilliant. I was going to say they don't miss in front of goal, which makes an astronomical oh, difference. A Paddy Cripps in our three games, six straight for Cripps. So we were eleven eight. No, he missed one today, where he wheeled. Oh, wasn't a set shot. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I know the one. Eleven yeah. eight today. We were sixteen six last week, and in round one we were oh, fourteen seventeen. But still, our set shot has just. Everyone, it's improved out of sight. But even in that Richmond game, you know, in the seven-goal hurricane, a lot, you know, Hewitt, Cripps, Martin, Chera, and O'Brien, five of the seven were set shots in that frenzy. Another one we haven't spoken about, Zach Fisher. Yeah, didn't he? He was a bit cold today. I actually thought he was really good. Really? Well, see, we sit on different sides of the ground. We do. And he's the type of player who does these little things, little tackles, applies pressure. And if you don't see it there and then, you miss it and you don't think he does much. But I actually thought he was okay today. He, Our, our forward pressure players 
are very good at what they do. I, I agree. They are very... They, and that they, is something that's know, clearly been instilled by the coach. You know, Richmond almost won a flag of reinventing guys like Townsend, Castagna, and Butler out of nowhere. There's no namers that came into that team in 2017. And it wasn't even about goals for him. It was just about locking it in. Yep. And Durden and Owies around the league are probably still no-namers. Yep. But every even Carl- Fisher, like- But every Carlton supporter knows, knows how valuable they are. Owies and Durden aren't going anywhere from that team right now. No, nah, no. Nah, nah, they Owies and Durden today, they run up the ground. They were great. They, were, they, were they great. apply pressure in the defensive 50 as forward pockets. It's crazy. Um, no, I thought our forward line probably couldn't have played any better today. Durden kicked an elite goal in the in the yeah big first goal. quarter big goal as well and then he nearly was it the first it. quarter maybe it was the third it was one no, I think it was the first yeah probably the it first was an elite goal um we've spoken about everyone I think we have um yeah look it, it's just one of those games where it's thank God yeah just you know just what get me Didn't out of play the MCG. Well. thank God we won. <laughs> Um, three and zero, first time since twenty twelve. When was the last three, time we went four and zero? Three and zero, one week at a time, mate. <laughs> oh no, that's on to next week. It's either three and one or four and zero. So, I don't want to speak about the future at all. No, that's what we want. We only I, speak about I, round four. We'll speak about round four, but and I spoke about it last week. How we almost need to look at it in two week blocks. Yeah. So we're halfway through the two-week block. I'm almost in one-quarter blocks right now. <laughs> we need to win next week because, as I said, I've been saying it all week, if you don't beat Hawthorne and the Gold Coast, that win against the Bulldogs means nothing. Yep. You have to win both. One of them, we got the win. We probably didn't deserve to, but we got it. Um, You look ahead and you've got... Who have we... So we got Port. At then the G. Then, then Frio. And Frio. And then North and Adelaide, both at Marvel. Yeah. Now, if you look at the next five games... No. No, no, I'm just saying... Yeah. If we don't win three of them, it's a disaster. If we win three of them, it's borderline also a disaster. We, we need to win minimum four. Because Adelaide and North should be shoeys. Yeah. And Gold Coast should be a shoey. And I'm not saying they're going to be because we still don't know with this Carlton team just how good or bad we are. But... Those three games should be shoeys. If we win the games we're meant to win this year, it will, we'll take care of ourselves. That's all I'll say on that. And the and I, as I said, don't want to go into the future, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because our draw is inevitably going to get more difficult as the season goes on. Got it. Oh, these so, early wins so we have to win these early games. Yep. Today would have been a travesty if we lost. It would have been a shocking loss. Shocking. Give them all 40 points up. Yeah. Collingwood can take note. <laughs> <laughs> Collingwood can take note. The Collie Wobbles. Yeah. The Collie Wobbles are back. Six goals up. It would have been a huge win for them because they've got West Coast at home this week. <laughs> would I was, have been a huge I, I was win watching the game with one of our very good friends who goes for Collingwood and he was already talking top eight. Oh, boy. <laughs> Early. He needed, he needed to steady. Mm. Um, all right, votes. Three, two, one, Brett. Bolt. Bolt, sorry. <laughs> Three, two, one. Um, it's tough. I, I think for me, it's going to be Doherty, Silvani, Wietering. In terms of a pure Carlton, you know, best and fairest type yeah. of vibe. I'll, I don't think the Brownlow votes are going to reflect that. Because I think Cripps will get the three Brownlow votes. Mm. But for me, our three best players were Doherty, Silvani, Wietering. Yeah, I've got to go with the same three. When you know, spoke about Doherty. He is just... 
it's it's very emotional sort of thinking about how good he is just because then you think about the story it's just like if he is to go on and make the all-australian team this year it would have to be the the most insane all-australian jacket to ever be handed out it'd be remarkable two knees two bouts of cancer i know it's crazy he's a crazy man he really is. Not many, not many people would have the mentality to come back from no, that and play, no, and not and not many so people well. would be able to play at the level that he is playing at. We've got the old dog, the, the old dog, dog sure. back for sure. Um, did you catch the Murphy Betts lap of honor? I did. So I was going to say, it was another emotional part of the day. It just you sort of reflect, and if we are going to be good this year, you know. I think we've got to take a moment to think about Murph. I know. Because it's just so... Like, I know. We're 3-0. and It could go any... We could, you know, we could easily make the top four and we could easily not make finals from this point onwards. If we are going to go ahead and actually have a really good year, it's such a shame that it was one year after he retired. Like, I know. No one deserves to be around for a good year more than Murph. No, I agree. Like, it sort of hit me when he was going around the state. I just thought, <sighs> shit, like... It's actually really... It's just annoying that he's not... You know, he didn't have another year left no, in him. No, I know. It, it was weird to see, you know, Murphy... You know, like a f- complete full stop on Murphy. Doing special comments with ABC, I heard, when when Gorringe interviewed him over the speaker. Okay. So I didn't think he'd go straight back into footy. No, nor did I. I definitely didn't think he'd go into no, you know, a media he'd, role. I think he'd be good at it. Yeah, and then Betts also, boundary rides for Fox. Yeah, he was pretty reluctant to say he's at Geelong. Yeah, I saw I heard. <laughs> that was funny. He didn't know how to word it. But Eddie, mate, don't worry about it. Um, good do, good on you. Do whatever you need to do. Um, I don't think it's because... That's right. He didn't he's, not, wa- he's not working at Geelong. He's just babysitting Stengel. <laughs> well, he's doing a good job of it. Great he's job He's doing a freaking good job of it. He was good at Adelaide when Betts was there. Eddie, this is the thing. Eddie could have been huge for us if he still and, stuck around. And we around. spoke about it when Betts was at Carlton. You know, we had the ability to attract, you know, and these Indigenous, you know, Martin and Williams, Indigenous players, actually spoke about the influence of Eddie Betts in swinging them to Carlton. 100%. No, he's... he. As in, he's a leader amongst men. Ed, Eddie was probably more beneficial for us off the field after he came back to us than he was on the field. Yeah. And he was still good when he came back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big shout weird. out to Eddie to and Murph. Go. It would have been weirder if like Simpson was at the back of that as well. And Cruiser and Gibbs. Yeah. The five of them should have had the lap together. Like a little fiesta. Yeah, it is really interesting. I, I'm good. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's a massive shout out to Murph and a massive shout out to Eddie. Two genuine Carlton legends. And Murph, well, Murph will 100% go down as a Carlton legend. Like, he's a shoo-in. And Eddie, like, I hope he does. It's tough because he played his... He clearly played his yeah, best footy. Yeah, that's why it's a little bit tough, but... But he was more... like, like In terms of, like, a Carlton figure... He's a Carlton man, Eddie. Oh, for sure. No doubt about he's a, it. He's a Carlton man. No doubt. Um, So the Suns next week. We are going up to the Gold Coast. Yep. We're heading up on Thursday. We're going early. Yeah, just got to soak up the, the atmosphere <laughs> there. Get a feel for it. Yeah, we'll um, see how Cavill's travelling before the game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really due. It's going to be a really difficult game. It's dewy up there. It's a different. It's, it's a different difficult. game of football. It is. There. It is. Got to be clean. Uh, yeah, was, the Suns are good at it. And we grinded out a win there last year. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. I'm. I am nervous for it, but I'm way more comfortable going there knowing we got rid of Hawthorne. Yeah. Hundred percent. 
Now, just realised, forgot to do the Twitter questions this week. That's right. So we'll apologies for well, that. Well, we'll do it during the week as we'll, well on the spaces. Yeah, we'll do the spaces. If you uh, haven't tuned in yet, be sure to join us during the week on Twitter spaces. It's your chance to uh, join in the conversation and have your say. Um, now, Bolt, a couple of other things before we end the show. Um, changes, firstly, for next week. So, well, let's... let's. Well, how long's McGovern out for? About three to four weeks. <sighs> yeah. That's an astronomical out. It's not nice. So McGovern like, won't play. That's going to kill us against Port if he doesn't get up for that so game. So let's do these changes as if Pitt and it's available. Yep. And let's say McDonald's not. Because he had this back injury the whole of last year as well. which it was kept... a stress fracture and I think now yeah. it's a spasm. Okay. Well, let's just say they take the cautious approach that he's not in. Yeah. Well, but... I think they will because of how well Young played. Yeah. So, no Pitonet's available. McDonald isn't. Sard, we're going to say, is so available. Sard in for Boyd. So, Sard in for Boyd is one swap locked in. Yeah. I say... So, let's say Stocker gets through the VFL today. Do you want him to have another week in the VFL? Well, who would he come in for? Well, that's what I'm saying. Because, like, Newman... Newman was probably that next one out going into the season. I don't... I think Newman's been more than fine. Yeah. They're not going to take Newman out. Um, it's interesting. Could they just make the one change of Sard in for Boyd? Yeah. Well, Jack Martin. So I don't think he'll play just because he didn't play this week. So now he didn't, I he think, didn't get so that I reserves game. I think there's a clear in. obvious if they're gonna. So I think the twenty second man as such is Will Setterfield. But I just don't think unless they plan to play Zach Fisher as a pure winger, they're not going to bring in Martin. I was going to say the twenty second man happens to be in a position where we don't have a twenty third man to fill that spot. Because really, if Setterfield's not going to play, Nunes is the next man up. And they keep speaking yeah. about next man up, next man up. Yeah. If Setterfield's out, it's Nunes. And I just don't think it's worth it. It'll be very interesting what they do. Nunes is one who's just sort of, you know, didn't miss a game in his first... How many years has he been at us for now? This Three? His third, yeah. Didn't miss a game in his first two. Yeah. And now... Well, it's just not. Sort of, oh, he's just not quick enough. He's just not as neat with the ball as yeah. what you know we need to be with the rapid style we play. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then there's Dow in the twos. Yep. So he's probably he's probably the best player in our reserves team. Dow. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely agree with that. Nunes probably up there. Um. Well, Honey's obviously out. So well, Honey's going to have to. So I, th- I think when Honey's go fit, it's going to be the best thing for our team because right now there's probably no pressure on Durden or Owie's selection-wise. Yeah, Motlock. Well, I think he kicked three last week. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe two. Anyway, there's no real selection pressure no. for Durden and Owie's, and when Honey comes back in, it's I reckon it's really good because they're going to have to. S- Durden and Owie's are going to know if we have one well, bad week. I think week, the fact that Mar- they're keeping Martin out yeah. as well. You know, to an extent. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm a big fan of Durden and Owies. They're two of my boys and I'm v- very much enjoying them, watching them play. Um, have we covered everything? Thereabouts. So next week on the Gold Coast, it's just as simple as get in there, win and get out. I don't care how we win. I, I don't care like if it's a point. that's always the case on the Gold Coast. Yeah. It's just a game you do not want to lose. Um... So Are you nervous about that matchup? The Gold Coast? Yeah. Um, a little. They were, I watched them yesterday. They're, and not, they, they're not good. They're not. They're no good. And we saw the blueprint. If you can... they GWS essentially double-tagged Took Miller. So if you can stop his run and just the way he moses around the field, it's going to 
put you in a pretty good position to win. Um, look, if we think we're going to be as half decent as we are, and like we've seen pretty good, like very good glimpses of the Carlton football, I'm fairly confident we'll win up there. So, but, you know, any interstate game in any sport really on the road is tough. So where do you... This is the question I've got to ask. Does your opinion of us after today... Do you think we're better after today or worse after today or just doesn't really change? Um, it is tough. Or well, we won. And like there were moments in that second or third quarter whereby, you know, the momentum was so not with us yeah. that, you know, we would have conceded five or six goals in a flow. Do you remember that Hawthorne game in Perth in 2020? Yeah. Where we yeah, went yeah. five oh, or six yeah. goals up yeah. and then we're down at halftime? Yeah. Like, it could have easily been that same thing, but we yeah. kind of held them at bay for as long as we could. So I think we've definitely improved in the sense of... What was this? Sorry, yeah, go on. No, I think we've improved in the sense of, you know, maintain, you know, almost... Well, just being able to win those games. Yeah, but I think we're pretty good at... What's the... T- like... We're good at holding off teams for as long as we can now. We don't, you know, fold so easily. Well, no, we, we're, we don't, we're, we're, we're a bit more miserly in defence. It's as simple as we don't concede five goal runs. Well, yeah. Well, we actually well, we did, today. did today. <laughs> but, did... No, but it happened over such an extended yes, period correct, of time. Yes, correct, um, No, I think uh, looking at our team as a whole, I think, look, at quarter time... I was thinking like, wow, we actually could be the real deal here. Like we could be, you know, we are putting, we are putting a side who are two and O coming off a big win. We know they're not going to be amazing. But we're putting them to the sword. And I thought at a quarter time, I thought, wow, you know, if we end up running out, you know, winning this game by 10 goals, it's massive, but it didn't turn out that way. Um, and we spoke about this off air before we started recording. I think we needed a win like that. That's oh, a for sure. That's a massive. I'd write. You know what? Brings them back down to you. Just put, you know. It just shows them. You know, settle it a little bit, relax. Um, and I think that win could actually be massive for us before next week. I agree. It's a bit of a kick up the backside, but yeah. we still got away with. Yeah, it. that that's um, that's. You know what? You need a win like that. You need a you need a win like just that. Got a win. <laughs> Three and zero. It couldn't have. It couldn't have had a better start to the season. No. Can't believe we're sitting here recording three and zero. I nice. can't believe it's a nice it. little change of well, tune. Well, another week of life, another fantastic week of life. Mm. You know, the next six days are just going to be great. <laughs> can't complain. No, 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 it's seven days now. <laughs> Sorry, well, no, well, the Sunday's not going to be great. Um, no. until the game. Fair, but the next six days of life are just going to be another good six days of life. It will be. And if you're heading up to the Gold Coast, give us a shout. We'll probably yes. go to a bar in. Yeah, I think we will. Before the um, game? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not until 4.40 or 4.10 or something True, yeah, you can go like watch that. the game. But who's playing before? St. Kilda. St. Kilda Hawthorne's a 3.20. There's a... Oh, can't be watch a game. the Hawks for another week. <laughs> There'd be a game at one ten. That was That was such a hard game to watch. It was so hard to watch. Was I was sweating. comedy of errors in the third quarter. Yeah, oh. What did you say? Comical, I saw you tweeted. Yeah. Essendon Adelaide at one ten at Marvel. <laughs> Maybe they'll win a game, the Dons. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, Essendon and Collingwood lost, and Carlton won for the first time this it looks year. Looks like the Tigers are about to go down as they're five goals down. Richmond. What? Max King's kicked four in the last quarter. Oh, <laughs> said I said midway through this podcast, which is only forty-four minutes old. I said they're now two points down. Yep. And now they are five goals down. Well, yep. there go the Tigers. 
Richmond, Essendon, Collingwood lose. Carlton win. You couldn't get a better weekend of football. The Hawks as well. They lost. They're another big Victorian side. Third on the ladder for the Blues. So three teams <laughs> remaining without a loss. Us, Brisbane and Melbourne. <laughs> We're in uncharted waters here. Mm. We, we took the Hawks to the deep end and we drowned them. That's what we did today. Richmond's having the same type of seizure they had in round one. Yeah, wow. Wow. They're now 33 points down. Who's kicked... The, gee, they kicked another of the Saints. Yeah. Um, Crazy stuff. Well, Bolt, we're dragging it on a little... Let's end it there. A big win. A very big win. We'll be up on the Gold Coast next week. We'll take the equipment up there. We'll record after the match. A massive win for the Baggers. 3-0. and And wowee. What a start to the season. Life's good for now. Another must-win game next week. And yeah. then if we do, we look onto the power... Well, thank you. A big episode, a big win, a big week.